everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. And uh, it is Thursday, October 13th. And we'll be chatting about movies from the 14th to the 20th. Yeah, we almost had a Friday the 13th in October. That would have been uh. nice. <laughs> I looked at it the other day just out of curiosity because I think this year we only had one. Next year there's one coming up in like January. And it's okay. always the excuse to play a Friday the 13th yeah. film. And there's what, like 10 of them, I guess? 11? 11? 10, if you yeah. count Freddy versus Jason, I think. I don't know. I stopped counting a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but having a Friday 13th and Halloween would be perfect, but we're close. One day off, but yeah, so we'll probably do that next year, but mm-hmm. Freddy vs. Jason I actually really liked. I, I would play that one. Yeah, that one isn't bad, actually. And it's, and it's pretty well made. And time flies, because it's already like, I don't know, 12 years old or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I like that because it was kind of in the kind of in like the scream genre of like self-referential mm-hmm. and it, it knew what it was mm-hmm. and uh i mean after that on the heels of that they remade both friday 13th and nightmare on elm street and i don't think either one really caught on because mm-hmm. there weren't any more of them it kind of stalled out both those franchises. i think they might be remaking friday the 13th again of course I, again I don't know. yeah and they'll probably reboot nightmare i remember friday the 13th reboot because it really just could have been another Friday the 13th movie there was nothing in it that really set it apart enough and kind of told the origin again but it was just like oh this could have just been part 12 or whatever yeah um but yeah uh so yeah no Friday the 13th this Halloween month uh but uh coming up we do have the Ottawa premiere of 31 the new Rob Zombie Rob Zombie joint with with uh his wife Sherry starring in it again um, I had thought Rob Zombie's next movie was going to be a hockey movie. Yeah, I heard something about that, like like a straight drama or something. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I think it would still have like some some blood and violence in it because it was going to be set in like the early nineteen seventies, kind of like slapshot style mm-hmm. hockey with, with uh, lots of goons and violence and stuff. But uh, but uh, but yeah, he's got another horror movie out. This one is. I don't know, I'm going to come see it Friday night. It looks a bit more akin to, like, the Saw kind of thing, I think. Yeah, it's people captured and forced to play, you know, a deadly yeah. set of games. And uh, there's clowns in it. Clowns, so we're, we're which right are all on, the rage. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're right on the heels of the big uh, spooky clown thing that I don't get. I don't know. I Someone has to explain that to me. Yeah, I just hear little snippets every once in a while when when, you know... Colbert will make a joke about it or something, mm-hmm. but it 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 seemed to come back because people were talking about it because there's a new it movie coming out. Okay, so that kind of hit like the 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 nerd, you know, pop culture kind of talking points, and then in real life, I guess there's just I think it's just a thing like just jerks are dressing up like clowns and scaring. It's people. like yeah, a college prank or something. Yeah. yeah, so you'll be like walking down the street and then there'll be like a creepy clown sitting on a bench. I haven't uh, seen any around the theater yet. No. <laughs> Hopefully I don't. Don't dress up as Because I will probably I, I just get my broom out like an old lady and on Sunday s- night, shush them away. Was it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night I worked and finished up. And it was a pretty slow night because it was Thanksgiving and everything. But our 9 o'clock show was Phantasm. It actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. The, the, the nerds came out in, in good force for that. But then afterwards, I was just waiting around because Gwen and I were going to go across the street to Targ. 
So I said, I'll just wait for you here. And I actually did a little tweet and it was like, I'm getting out of here. Because it just being in this place after hours, all the lights off by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, even if you don't believe in any kind of supernatural stuff, it's unsettling. You can just, I, I, I call it, I don't know if this is an official term. I don't think I made this up, but it's like, you know, it's like your lizard brain, like your caveman brain is just like danger, even though it's silly and there's nothing actually there. And there's been a couple of times where I have already turned off all the lights and then I'm like, oh, I forgot to get something in the projection booth. Mm-hmm. And so I just run back upstairs and it's just dark. And yeah. if at that point somebody jumped out at me as like a prank, I would just die. I would yeah. just be dead. Yeah. And our old manager, Christy, her boyfriend did that to her, jumped out. <laughs> and I was like, did you punch him? Because like, like it would, it would probably kill me. Like it would probably just yeah. stop my heart. But because like, um, yeah, even if you don't believe in stuff. It's just it's 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 creepy to be in a big building all by yourself. So I texted Gwen. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll see you outside. I'm getting out of here." <laughs> and especially in this kind of Halloween season we're in, uh, we we we've had, um, I missed it, but we had Ghostbusters in here before, mm-hmm. and it's not like the cool fun Ghostbusters, but it was like people with recording devices and yeah, video cameras, yeah, and I. If I remember correctly, they like they claim they found something up on the couch. I don't think I'm making that up. It was like up on the couch by the projection booth. They said there was like some some readings going on up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I always think it's a good theater to see scary movies in. So yeah, so 31 is this Friday, and Rob Zombie doesn't mess around. Like they're actually horror films. Pretty grisly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's yeah. This is directing again, and then Malcolm McDowell is in it. Probably the biggest name in it. Yeah, he casts a lot of, like, um, character actors from, like, the 70s and 80s. So he uses Malcolm McDowell a lot. And uh, that lady who was in E.T. Oh, yeah. And The Howling, I forget her name. Yeah, yeah, D. Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so that's our... We're we're kind of averaging a new Halloween movie about once a week or so in October. Mm -hmm. So that's our big Ottawa premiere for, for this weekend. Uh, and then speaking of Ghostbusters, on Saturday afternoon, we have uh, a, a Halloween matinee of the original Ghostbusters 1984, mm-hmm. which it's it's so... I always, like... Lee had said, oh, do you want to make this the, the kids' movie this month? And I was like, I don't know. I said, I said is that a kids' movie? Because yeah. it's rated PG, but it was rated PG in the mid-'80s when everything was rated PG. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's full of swearing, and... <laughs> It, it, it's so different what a what a PG movie was 20-ish years ago compared to what a PG movie is now. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it would be rated R or anything, but it definitely would be kind of the next step up. It, it, it would be like AA yeah, or this, whatever. Yeah, this was pre-PG-13. Yeah. Because I think... What was the first PG-13 film? I think it might have been Red Dawn. Yeah, it was right in the trenches of yeah. that PG-13 era when, like... They needed a middle ground. Gremlins and Temple of Doom and, and stuff like that came out. Even Goonies. Goonies might have been PG, but you mm-hmm. watch Goonies, and, and yeah, there's nothing really harmful in it, but that's the biggest thing. A ton of swearing. Like, you just, you just imagine that much swearing in, like, you know, Lego movie or something. <laughs> like, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't fly. But, um, yeah, the original Ghostbusters... Uh, it is PG rated, so I'm sure there'll be kids coming out to it. It's uh, 
I was reading a bit about it, and I kind of forget because I was like a little kid when I I like I saw it in the theater. So I saw it when I was like way too young to see it. I was like six or something like that. But I think that was a thing back then too. Like kids got brought to movies more, even though like the eighties yeah. wasn't like the thirties. But I went to see movies, especially at like drive-ins and stuff. Like you know, even like the first Police Academy movie or RoboCop. Yeah, or, kid parents just took their kids to whatever. Yeah, I, and so I saw you know, Ghostbusters when I was like seven or something and I was fine with it. I was, I was okay with it. Um, but it, it was humongous. Like the, the budget wasn't that humongous for the time. If you figure out inflation or whatever, like it wasn't a $200 million movie Mm -hmm. and it made a ton of money. And it was of the era when nowadays it's so crazy. Like a movie that makes a lot of money seems to be in theaters for about two weeks and then just goes away. Mm-hmm. And has no footprint, has no, like, kids with backpacks and, and, and Halloween costumes and comic books or whatever. But Ghostbusters at the time was was it. It was mm-hmm. like, and I don't even think it was the number one movie of its year. Like, it was in a crazy year where it was, like, like Beverly Hills Cop and Temple of Doom and Gremlins. Like, it was a big uh, pop culture nerd year. Mm-hmm. And you look at the, some of those, and I, I, I guess people who look back, on these years now and say the same thing because they'll be like oh that year had you know the avengers or a star wars movie or whatever temple of doom yeah temple of doom temple of doom i guess was or no no ghostbusters was the top oh was it It was the top grossing movie of of 1984 and temple of doom gremlins and beverly hills cop were were right behind i got that right yeah but yeah it's uh it was really an era of like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is weird because if I got this right, there was like there was like a Saturday morning kids show called Ghostbusters that existed before. Like, yeah, that wasn't that was completely the, yeah, unrelated. It was, like, it was uh, these two guys. I forget what it was, and it was, it was live like, action. Wasn't there right? like a gorilla? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I don't know why they would call the movie Ghostbusters and not just make up a new title for I it. I think there was some sort of thing where they had to. Um, I think it was the Ghostbusters. Ah, uh, yeah. And then with Ghostbusters, they could just do Ghostbusters. I don't know. Yeah. And that's why when I was a kid as well, there was two different Saturday morning cartoons. And one was called Ghostbusters and had a gorilla. And yeah. And one was called The Real Ghostbusters and was the... They didn't have the... What do you call it? The um, the likeness rights or whatever. So, yeah. So they all kind of... They didn't look like Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and you know, right. they, they. But um, it was in in technically in in canon with the right, movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I loved that movie. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it Bill Murray's first like Bill Murray movie, or did he? Because he did a couple things. Uh, he before did a then. couple of like he did. Well, he did Meatballs. Meatballs. Was oh, okay. Yeah. One. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because Meatballs and Ghostbusters... Ghostbusters was, like, his first big film. Yeah. Although, you know, um, Meatballs was, like, a a pretty big success. Yeah. But it was yeah, an yeah. independent film. It was yeah. a Canadian film. Yeah. But, yeah, so that, that's a... a kind of giving that one a shot. It's always tough with, with movies like that because they're everywhere. Everybody's seen Ghostbusters and... and uh, but hopefully there's... Uh, people want to come out and see it on the big screen at Halloween time with a nice crowd and enjoy it. But it's always, it's always risky kind of programming some of these older films because 
sometimes just nobody comes <laughs> despite mm-hmm. you, you'll put you'll put the news on Facebook or Twitter and there's all this excitement for it and people are, are, are and Instagram our, our Instagram is our Instagram's back yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened but it's yeah. working again yeah um yeah, as soon as we got that back up, I posted a picture, I guess, on Sunday night when I worked just to make sure it worked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we are we have our feet back in all the social medias now. I hope there's no more social media. <laughs> yeah. This is enough. We have enough. Yeah, this is enough to keep us busy. Uh, yeah, so Ghostbusters, uh, Saturday the 15th at 3.30 p.m. Uh, our other Ottawa premiere this week is Operation Mekong. And it's another it, Hong Kong action film and i think it's i mean it's it is i mean so the poster says based on true events but i mean inspired by a true story when it's slapped on the front of a movie is if well this is this apparently this is much like an action um, an action film much like you know delta force or rambo so it's you know (laughs) only so realistic yeah the same way that rambo could be based on a true story because they're are some Vietnam vets. Vietnam yeah. vets who had trouble coming home. They yeah. could say that too. Uh, but yeah, we, we had a good track record with Asian cinema the last little while. So it's fun that we're getting the opportunity to screen these. Um, yeah, so that's a, the, our second auto premiere, an action based on a true story drama. A uh, couple more... I always hate saying mainstream, but some mainstream drama we have this week. One is The Light Between Oceans. Starring Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. And... The very handsome Michael Fassbender and the very handsome yeah. Alicia Vikander. And the very hardworking. Michael Fassbender is like yeah. the new Michael Caine. And Rachel Weiss is in this as well. This is a a World War One era drama about a couple who can't conceive, I guess, and then they find a baby... In a rowboat, yeah, it sounds very mythical. It's like it's like it's uh, they're like lighthouse keepers. So it's like yeah. a pair of very attractive lighthouse keepers find a baby in a rowboat, and that's the story. And then uh, the the birth mother right comes into their lives. Oh, is that Rachel Weisz? Yes, the, great. But yeah, so we have that's from the director of um, Blue Valentine and oh. Place Beyond the Pines. I. I really liked both those movies. Mm-hmm. Blue Valentine seemed to be a big critical darling, but Place Beyond the Pines, not a lot of people liked it as much. It seemed to be kind of the... Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. I really liked it. And it was... He's, he's really... He, this guy does melodrama, like really heavy yeah. melodrama, which a lot of people don't like. It's too much for some people, but he is pretty good at that. I liked Place Beyond the Pines because it was almost like... I think it's what some people didn't like about it, is that it was like... Um, it was like three short stories almost, or three, not three, like 40 minute yeah, stories. Yeah, that intertwine. And yeah. it had a couple twists and turns that I didn't know were going to come. And it was kind of long, like it took its time. So I think some people got kind of bored with that. But I really liked it. And Blue Valentine, I'll never forget. It, it was a friend and I came in, uh, in darker times. We're, we're, now, we're now both happily, I'm happily married and she's happily with a partner. Mm-hmm. But we were both just like depressed and single. But we both really wanted to come see this movie. Mm-hmm. And we came to see it here at the Mayfair. And it's just, it's so well done. But it's so sad. And she looked over at me at one point and whispered like, I, I don't think we can get through this movie. <laughs> like, Because it's, it's Blue Valentine. It shows the best of a couple, like in their, their cutesy dating moments. And it just shows them at like, the worst horrible falling apart yeah and the acting is so good and you're just yeah. like oh this is not a pleasant movie to no. watch. 
But but great. Yeah, very, very strong. Uh, now that they know that it's as him, that makes me even want to see this movie more. Cause... Mm-hmm. Well, this one is... Um, I don't know how, how rough this one can no. I mean, it's PG, so yeah. it's not, you know... And it seems a bit more classic. Like, it almost seems like this could be a movie that, like... From the 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that Humphrey Bogart was in or something. I think something it's the kind like of that. movie you can bring your grandma to. Yeah. That, that, that's always a classification I, I, I yeah. think about. A movie you could bring your mom to, movie you don't want to bring your mom yeah, to. Yeah, it looks like a quintessential Mayfair film. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, kind of on the topic, um, Milton's Secret, which I don't know much about, but I'm just reading up on it a little bit. It's a Canadian film, and uh, Donald Sutherland's in it. Mm-hmm. And it's another um, PG movie that you could bring your grandma to. I think it's to. based on a book by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. The guy yeah. who wrote um, The Power of Now, I think. Okay, yeah. So it's all about um, this little kid and his life is sort of in shambles. You know, his parents aren't, uh, his parents are having issues or something. And then his grandfather's, you know, trying to shed a little sunshine yeah. in on his life. <laughs> It looks like, yeah, it looks like Donald <laughs> I'm, Sutherland. I'm not the best at describing films like this. It but. looks like Donald Sutherland plays the... Um, the happy-go-lucky grandfather who's got some secrets of uh, yeah happiness to bestow upon his grandson. Yeah, and and, and he's, he's the... And who better than Donald Sutherland to yeah. portray that? He's, he's the mythical... He's the mythical wizard figure yeah. who comes in and teaches the kid the kooky, about... Gr- the kooky grandfather who yeah. helps his grandson appreciate life and it's another canadian film on screen which is always nice Mm -hmm. get some canadian content up there uh and then also this week is the 86th screening of the room i believe halloween edition so you can dress up like uh like tommy like tommy (laughs) that's not a hard costume to do speaking of which um, yeah i guess we should talk about the new film that's coming out it's uh Tommy Wiseau didn't direct it, no. but it's Tommy Wiseau in, and Greg Sestero, and it's a buddy movie? It, so but I, it's kind of dark. I found it, it... I just discovered this yesterday. They yeah, just announced this yesterday. We all found out about this yesterday, and it was... They said they've been kind of doing it, not in secret per se, but kind of, you know, keeping it under wraps. Like, they're, if you look back on, on Greg's, you know, Twitter feed, there's no mention of it up until recently. Mm. And... Yeah, it looks like it looks like a room genre type film. Yeah, it's called Best Friends yeah. with the R in brackets for some reason. Best Fiends. Oh, okay, Best Fiends. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And um, yeah, uh, Greg Sestero Did plays he? this guy yeah. who... Um, it's like Greg Sestero plays a guy who... Oh, the trailer's starting. Uh oh, sorry. I had That's the page, okay. I had the Hollywood page, Hollywood Reporter page. Ah, yes. For that. Um, we can maybe maybe we'll put the trailer on the podcast or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not a Tommy Wiseau film. Did Greg write it, or is it just inspired they by? They didn't. Somebody else directed it. Yeah. But um, I guess it's sort of in reference to their kind of shaky shaky relationship in real life. Yeah. Um, Tommy plays a mortician and he becomes friends with Greg and they yeah have this um I think there's some sort of heist involved yeah and it, and and it is like the thing I always find so interesting about the room when you compare it to other cult movies of the same kind of stature nowadays is that 
Tommy, he's done a few things since then, but he hasn't mm-hmm. done another like full-on feature film. And I don't think he will. No. Personally. Like cuz when you look at um oh, what's the other filmmaker that we've shown a couple of his films from Las Vegas? Um uh, Neil Breen. Neil Breen. Well, he's pretty prolific at That's this point. That's what I point. mean. Yeah, like Neil, Neil Breen's done like four or five films now. Yeah, and we've screened a couple of them, and so he's he is a cult modern filmmaker who is doing stuff. He keeps and and when you look back to kind of the cornerstone of this genre of like Ed Wood, he's considered the worst filmmaker of all time. Mm-hmm. But he made a whole bunch of movies. Or if you look at your your Roger Corman's or or anything like that, or even now like. You know, the guy who did Sharknado. They've done a whole bunch of those. But um, Tommy with the Room is really, like, that's his job. That's his career is betting on people, buying a DVD of the Room, buying the Room underwear, buying the Room bobblehead. Yeah, it's a little cottage industry for him. Continuing screenings all over the place. But this film... I'm trying to find some information about it. I mean, I don't see an IMDb listing. No, that's it, it, that's why it's so fresh. Is that it? Kind of it popped yesterday. A friend of mine sent me a Facebook message, and he was like, "I will fly from the East Coast when you guys screen this movie." And I kind of said on Twitter and Facebook, I was like, "Before you all start asking, we know this movie exists, and of course, it's on our radar. And considering we've screened the room 86 times, it seems likely that." We'll probably screen this if it becomes available. Okay, so on avclub.com, there's some info here. Directed by former wedding photographer Gary Fong, Best Mm -hmm. Friends is based on a story by Greg Sestero. Inspired by a road trip he and Wizzo took back in 2003, Sestero stars as a man who, after his entire family is killed in a car crash, gets picked up off the side of the highway by a mortician, Wizzo, in a big black Cadillac hearse. Are you in show business, Sestero asks, to which Wizzo gives the sublimely meta answer of sort of. So, and it's, it's a very bizarre trailer in that you it doesn't give you much of a clear um, idea of what the what, story yeah. is. Yeah, which seems, seems, I just think it's crazy because, I mean, the last time Greg was here was for his, his amazing book, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. And... I mean, not not to speak ill of anybody, but it, it seemed like that was it for him. It seemed like he was not going to be going on tour with Tommy anymore, that he was going to try to go do other things. And then so to see that they're in a movie together, that that kind of blows my mind a bit. I was like, oh, that 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 is not the next step I thought would be for Greg's career. It makes sense because theoretically... Everybody who loves the room is going to want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So there's that small pocket of room fans who are very loyal, who will hopefully, if we get this, will come to the Mayfair and will, you know, buy the DVD and will come see it a couple. You know, a, yeah. Movies like this are difficult because they're trying to trying to set up another cult phenomenon. It's like trying to. Well, that, it doesn't work that way. No, I mean, it's yeah. all it's it has to be an accident. You can't try and make a cult film. No, so that's up to the audience. It's yeah, you know. But we'll see. I'm I'm anxious to see it. The the the, the trailer made me. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when Tommy speaks his first line in the trailer, it just it. I can I can visualize that trailer playing in front of you know the room, and the crowd going nuts for it. And somebody asked already, as always people do. Oh, you should double bill it. And I'm always so. It's it's so interesting that you know. Double bills have not been a part of Mayfair life now since like 2008. 
and there's still people who seem to think that we do double bills every night. It's really yeah. weird. And so I just kind of said, I said, well, you know, I, I will, I will imagine that this might play like at nine o'clock before an 11 o'clock there, show. There's no release date. No, um, no, there's no. There's probably no distributor yet. So, yeah. you know. This is probably their first little like yeah. Well, push. I mean, who knows? Yeah, like, there's very little information, but uh, you know, anything Tommy Wiseau related is definitely on our radar. So oh yeah, yeah. And we'll and, keep you posted. And even if it's not a double bill, it will still be. You could just buy two tickets, and mm-hmm. we'll kind of like we just did recently with Phantasm. Like we had one on at nine and one on at eleven, and we couldn't do a double bill of it, but. You can just buy two tickets, and it's still pretty cheap. If you remember, that's only twelve bucks, so that's still a pretty good deal for two movies. But uh, but yeah, so this room coming up is room eighty six, which I'm 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 fairly confident is a world record by now mm. of of monthly screenings, because it's eighty six, but that actually means we've played it a few more times than that. Because the couple times when like Greg and Tommy were here, we played it like a few nights in a row, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I keep meaning to look it up or try to find, like, some room Wikipedia page, but we have to be. I don't think there's anybody else who has been insane enough to play it that many times in a row. And a while back, I think it's, man, it's, like, over a year ago now, it was just dipping down, and there was some thought of, like, oh, I guess, you know, everything kind of runs its course. Maybe the room is finally running its course. And as soon as we thought that, it kind of bounced back up (laughs) and, and how it's been doing very well for every month in a row. And... It's like anything. We wouldn't be screening it if people stopped coming. And as long as people keep coming, we can keep going. But I mean, now, like, we're only like, by by the end of the year, we'll be a year away from 100 screenings. Is that right? 86, mm-hmm. 87, 88? Yeah. So a year from December, December 2017, will be the 100th screening of the room. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So that, like, We'll have to do something special for that. Considering now we've had, we had the director here. We've had two of the actors here. I'm sure we'll have to think up something special for the uh, 100th event. Maybe by that time uh, the James Franco movie will be out. Yeah, hopefully that's another movie that's not officially released as of yet. Um, yeah, so that's all the movies we have this week. But I think there's a couple more we've booked since last yeah we have a couple of premieres uh on october 21st we've got a canadian film entitled mean dreams oh yeah which is the story of two teenagers desperate to escape their broken and abusive homes and the film examines the desperation of life on the run and the beauty of first love yeah, it looks... It Bill looks, Paxton is in it. Bill Paxton is in it. And it's funny, because I mentioned that online, that um, uh, Comfiore, so kind of Canadian icon, yeah. legendary Canadian actor, and Bill Paxton. And a friend of mine who's a, who works in film in uh, Toronto, he's a lighting guy, a camera guy, he's like, oh, I worked on that movie. Let me know how it is. And I was like, you worked on a movie with Bill Paxton? So that means now that I know a friend who has worked on a movie with Bill Paxton, and then I have another friend who wrote uh, a TV show called uh, 24-Hour Rental from a couple of years back that was a, kind of a crime-based video store show. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, uh, you know, the last video store in, like, a Hamilton kind of town, and yeah. it was actually, like, a, a, a crime front. Oh, cool. And uh, Michael Bean was in that. So that means I now am, like, what, two degrees of separation from two different people from Aliens. And Michael Bean actually got to meet very briefly and shake his hand and say hello and try not to, like 
freak out like a Beatles yeah. ma- Beatle maniac <laughs> back in the 60s. But, but yeah, Bill Paxton, who I love. And, I mean, you go back to Aliens, which for me was his breakthrough role. And all the stuff he's done since then, ranging from you know, Apollo 13 to like small parts in like True Lies or his mm-hmm. TV work that he's done. He's just, even recently he was in that, um, I always want to call it Live, Die, Repeat, but that was like the tagline, the Tom Cruise film, uh, where he kind of groundhog dayed his... Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Bill Paxton plays like kind of the cliche, yeah. like like super angry military. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah he's so good in that too, but... but yeah, this one it looks it almost looks like a 1970s kind of young romance independent mm-hmm. drama kind of thing. Yep. Uh, but it looks very good. It looks really good. Uh, yeah, so that's that's when we have uh, coming up soon. Um, and then uh, starting October 30th, we have a film called an Australian film called Girl Asleep. Oh yeah, which is another uh, female coming of age story, but it looks sort of akin to Wes Anderson. And, yeah, it, yeah. Look, it looks like a... Um, Interesting trailer, for sure. Eccentric, comedic kind of... Yeah, thing. like Napoleon Dynamite kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. I, I really like uh, cinema from that part of the world, New Zealand and Australian cinema. I like their comedy. I got to look into it more. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a movie from there, I really like it a lot. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show Halloween screenings. And tickets for, on sale for tickets that Tickets on sale now, yeah. And that will be... It's crazy. The perform, That means the Absent Friends are doing, like... What is it? Six shows in... Over the three nights? Yeah. I think so. And so it's, it's like... It's like... So it's... For seven, maybe. I yeah. The 28th, the 29th, and Halloween night itself. And it's, it's practically like a Broadway yeah. marathon of a performance. Yeah. Doing it so many times in a row. Uh, people always ask, even the other day, somebody came in and asked, should I buy advanced tickets? And I was like, well, I was like, you know, we, we don't know. We're not, we can't predict these things, but we always hope they sell out and it does very, very well. But if you want to just make sure you have that seat reserved, come in and grab a ticket for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Don't wait till the night of. <laughs> yeah. Cause that has happened before of, you know, it comes to the night and you have to slap the, we're sold out and yeah. some poor person who made all their Halloween plans around <laughs> this are now have nothing to do on Halloween night. But um, but yeah, so be, we're open every day. If you, you can you can check online, check our schedule, but we're open every day, half an hour before showtime, uh, or you could come in. We always usually try to keep a little bit more of an eye on the box office around this time of year because people are coming in to buy those advanced tickets. So mm-hmm. uh, you can come and do that. And uh, yeah, so I think that's about about our time for this week. Yeah, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Mayfair Theatre and check out our website mayfairtheatre.ca for all information about upcoming screenings and um, go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and download a free audiobook. Every time we do that plug and we have the room sitting in front of us, I always say go listen to Well, I think Milton's Secret, I believe, that the Eckhart Tolle oh, yes. book is... Uh, Should be there as well. You can download that as, a, as your free choice. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you soon. Come enjoy all our Halloween movies. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.